Hello, hello, hello. Good evening and good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the Snatch <laughs> Podcast. My name is Latoya. And we have here the lovely... You bet. Of course. Um, and today's episode is going to be an extra special one for something dear and close to everyone's heart, for something that everyone loves around the world, children. Them may or cherubs. may not be true. Them little cherubs. Um, so today's episode is Return to Sender. You can interpret that as you will. <laughs> I'll also be talking about, aka, Don't Police My Pussy. Um <laughs> <laughs> as a woman, but I'm sure you'll understand that. I think as soon as I said that statement, I think a lot of women are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't police my pussy. Don't police my pussy. So we're going to be talking about children today, the impact that has on um, your life, um, Mm. whether you want them or not, to be honest, um, and the changes that come with that in terms of your relationship, your friendships, family, um, and also within yourself, because Mm. it's such a life-changing thing. It's massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I guess like starting off is like from a woman's point of view in terms of having kids, it's pressure. We have a womb, so we are expected to occupy tick, that tick, womb. Tick, tick, yeah, the tick, clock is begin. Yeah. From my own personal experience, I did not want kids for a long time because I worked as a teacher and I thought they were shits. I actually like children, um, but I did not see myself being a mum for a while because I thought, how can I be here from eight o'clock or 7.30 every morning until six with children and then go home to my own and then be expected to be mum. It's just, it wasn't going to work for me. So I Mm, did not feel, it was a lot. And I didn't have that maternal instinct. I wasn't like a a little girl with my dolls pretending that that was my baby, which some people, they've always been like that. Yeah. I never have, though I do like children. Um, It's only as I've gotten older and I guess the clock is tick, tick, tick in the background. Though, to be honest, I didn't feel that much stress about it because in my family, a lot of women have had kids late in life. Yeah. So in their late 30s. So I didn't feel yeah. worried about my eggs or anything. Mm. But I just kind of thought, oh, while my career is sort of, I've changed careers and things are taking off, it's a good time to start yeah. thinking about having a family. Um, and I think for women sometimes the pressure either falls on that you feel like you get some women they get married at quite young ages and then they just have kids which is nothing wrong with that but for myself personally I really wanted to make sure that I had lived a bit and I'd traveled a bit I'd changed jobs I'd experienced all the things that I wanted to do and then having a a child is like the icing on the cake you know it's like the Mm. final kind of not the final there'll be more things you'd want to do afterwards but it's the final kind of frontier as a Mm -hmm. woman, it's the biggest change that you can go through. Um, But I equally understand there's some women that don't want kids. They don't want to be around children. They cannot stand children. They like their lifestyle. And I think that's also equally okay. This is a judgment-free zone, personally. Like I'm never going to judge anyone for how they feel about children because sometimes they're damn annoying. So let's be real. And they're expensive. So (laughs) just be real about how you feel. Um, And they're there for for 18 years. 18 and longer. Really, and longer when you think sometimes. about how much we go back in our parents' back pocket, no, we don't true. leave them alone. It's true. So it's true. I think, yeah, that's just my perspective as a as a as a woman. But for you yeah. as a gay man, yeah, do you guys have pressure, maybe mm-hmm. not in the same way, but to have children or to think about having children 
in like mm. when you're in a long-term relationship like how do you feel about it um I think that uh there is pressure mm. um because I feel that it's you know as a, I can only speak from my perspective as a gay man mm. um I think we're still trying to uh fi- find our our space or our seat at the table mm. to to equally match our heterosexual peers, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like you have the house, you have the marriage, you have the dog, you've got the two kids, et cetera, et cetera. So mm. I think there is pressure to almost, okay, cool. You know what? If I've got a stable relationship, I'm married, got my own property, got a decent job and I've got two kids. Okay, cool. I could, um, you know, accepted a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I do think there is that, th- there is that pressure from an internal perspective, but then, on the other side, I don't necessarily think it's a pressure as well because I'm like, you know what? Like, although I can't have kids the conventional way, mm. I absolutely can adopt. Um, I could look at surrogacy, although surrogacy is mad expensive. expensive yeah, it's mad expensive. Like a four-year process. Like you're looking, wow. you need to have 25k up front, right? Surrogacy is. I, I've researched. Uh, <laughs> surrogacy is expensive. Um, so I think there is, you know, yeah, you can have those pressures, but like, I don't, yeah, for me, I'm just like, you know what, if kids happen, they happen. If not, mm. then they don't. That um, stress is not there. No, I don't think that's, yeah, that stress is not there for me, but you know mm-hmm. what, to be fair, next month it could change. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could change. I think it comes and goes. I think when I was younger, I was 23, I was just like, right, by the time you're 30, you're going to be married, have the house, have the kid, have the dog called Loki, da 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 I don't have any of th- those those things. I have a relationship mm. 100%. I've got a roof over my head, right, but I, I'm not mm. married. I don't have kids, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it is quite hard as well when, you know, you go on social media and mm. all your friends around you, everyone's like, getting married and they're having children mm. and you're like rah like I'm probably not gonna have children for the next 10 years like, mm. like is it's anyone lot, gonna come to it? my baby shower or is it like, of course like, they will <laughs> like, um, do I have a baby do I have a baby shower you got do you know what I mean like so yeah I think it's just all though it's quite it's yeah I say that there is no pressure but I think mm. it just changes for me yeah at the moment I don't feel any pressure I think for women, it's the it's uh, the most pressure that I've had is from other women. Men mm-hmm. don't give a damn whether you're going to have kids or not. Like they're not interested. That's yeah. not their prerogative. But other women will literally be in your vagina asking mm-hmm. you when are you going to have children, and uh, it's a very intrusive question because yeah. actually you don't know what that woman has gone through. Like some women have yeah. gone through really terrible experiences. Like yeah. you know, I can think of up loads of people like yeah. even myself like you know that people have gone through things mm. and they're not going to be sharing that willingly and then you ask them like when mm. do you have kids so is the baby coming soon like don't you, you guys have been married for a while when when are you gonna have do you mm. want to be in the bedroom when we're having sex i'm not quite understanding <laughs> here like do you want me to send you a calendar invite yeah Probably. yeah my, i'm ovulating this week so yeah if you'd like to come along you know front row seat yeah. you can see my husband giving me doggy style to get pregnant yeah, if that's yeah, what makes yeah. you feel better do you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's so intrusive yeah and it's so insensitive and it's always come from other women. And I, I just feel like, why do other women feel so 
what what is it why is it your business so just stay out of it like you know mm. you, you've got even like young people who like when I say young like under 25 I say if you're getting married under 25 to me that's that's actually quite young yeah. and rushing to get pregnant because they just think that's the natural first step but having a kid is such a big commitment your life will never be the same again you don't have the freedom that you think you'll always have mm. and so when people are rushing you to have a baby Mm-hmm. Are you rushing me to be in the misery club? Because every mm-hmm. time I hear mums with their kids, they're moaning. They're moaning mm-hmm. that I had no sleep and smashing everything up and everything's so expensive. You're not even selling it to me as a positive experience. <laughs> so you might, you might love your kids, but it's not being sold to me as a positive thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Often you hear a lot of people complaining about what it's like to be a mum, you know, even though there's so many amazing benefits. So I think we as women have to be so careful about how we approach. We shouldn't even be approaching other women. Like it's like one per- someone's had their first child, their vagina hasn't even healed. So when you can have another one? And you're ready to pop out. You're just like mad. Listen, you don't see me push out that big headed pitney and you want me to jump back <laughs> in there. Nah, not me. I cherish my pum pum. So I'm all right. Thanks. <laughs> it's true. Cherish your pum pum. Hundred percent. But no, it's, I think it's quite interesting that you're talking about like um, you said that you know a lot of those questions actually come from females, come from women, mm. right? And it's just made, I just started to think like, do you think? Although I do feel as you know as a society we've moved on in terms mm-hmm. of women are not necessarily labelled as the baby making machines. Like you know you know you made it when you got married and you've had children, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, and again I'm not a woman. I definitely yeah, need yeah. You to kind of like, help me work through this and equally our listeners as well but do you think it's almost again it's still seemed or deemed as a rite of passage and actually you know what you've got married now okay that's great but you know yeah. what you're not a woman and you're not an adult until you have a child yeah I do mean you think that is that still that stigma or do absolutely. you feel that, that right? okay it's absolutely and I think um I really hate and I'm probably going to get some people being like I don't agree with you but I really hate when people say motherhood is an achievement because I don't think it's an achievement because there are some terrible mothers out there mm-hmm. who do not look after their kids or abuse mm-hmm. their kids, don't yep. feed their kids, don't care about their kids. Are you trying to say that all, you're all on the same level playing field, right? You've all got the same achievement. Yeah. That's not a good mother. Being mm. a mother is a, is a privilege that not mm. everybody's afforded the guarantee to have. Mm-hmm. So when you are given that, that opportunity, or when you have that chance to be a, a parent or become a mum, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I think that we have to be so careful to not assume that everyone can do that. And that, and that if you push that on someone mm. to say, well, you're not, um, well, how can you be married and not have kids? Or how can you be at this age and not have kids to say that they're deemed, it's like you're saying they're That's, worthless, yeah. basically. And they yeah. haven't achieved because they haven't had children, mm. which is completely inaccurate because you could not have children and be an amazing aunt. You can be an amazing yeah. godmother. You could be someone who's just, you could be an amazing teacher, even though you don't have your own children. Some of the people that I know that don't have any children are some of the most caring people towards children I've Mm. ever seen and they don't want any of their own so it doesn't Mm. it's not it should not be a rite of passage because actually um what did I read a really good quote about being a mother when you give birth or trying to be a mum is like having one foot in the grave because your body goes through so many you can die giving Mm. birth to a child that's not to me that's not a rite of passage I've not asked to die (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a right of passage. 
Why are you telling me this is what I've got to do to become a better human? Absolutely not. I don't need to die. Like, I just, I, like, I'm doing it because it's my choice to, but yeah. you cannot take away from any other achievement I have if I don't have children. That's mm. always my stance. I'll never be in that camp of women who they look down on others because they don't have children. I think that's completely mm. wrong. But unfortunately, there's two things. You've got also got men who they sometimes don't understand why you don't want to have kids. Like, why don't you want to be a, why don't you want to be a mum? Why don't mm. you? Like, that's not womanly because you don't want to be a mum. Mm. And then equally, like we've talked about, like in other episodes about family pressures, um, about, you know, maybe grandma, she wants grandkids. So when are they coming? You know, and you feel all all of that. It is unfortunate and it's, it's stupid. But even though we've come a long way in so many other areas, it's like motherhood is still stuck in the 1800s. Yeah still stuck in old school ways like mm. of like by what age you should have them oh you're going to be a geriatric if you're i think it's over the age of 35 it's a geriatric pregnancy really oh, mad. yeah mad i might be like 35 yeah 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 it's yeah madness like yeah. my vagina works the same as everyone else's why is it geriatric <laughs> Like, that's not fair. Like, and then you get that thing, like, you know, once you're over 35, your egg quality drops. Yeah. And it's like, I know so many women who are like 36, 37, 38, 39, popping out twins, popping out three, four kids. They're fine. So we got, uh, we have to stop scaring people and also stop scaring ourselves because that what, ha- what happens yeah. is you get women settling with terrible men to have babies with. Yeah. Uh, 18 years locked in with someone you don't even like for yeah. a baby. Yeah. Okay. Reevaluate your life, darling. So when it's not worth about, it. <laughs> so when you were talking about um you mentioned around, you know, like some people um talk about like motherhood and what it takes to be a good mother, right? Or yeah. a good parent. Let's talk about parents in general. So yeah. um I have a particular thing around <laughs> like, you know, I've I've looked online and on Instagram and social media and there's uh, I have a view that I feel in today's society mm. that children that either an other nicety or a necessity, mm. right? Like I feel that quite a few people, what I see on Instagram and obviously, you know, social media is people can create their own profile, they post whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Right? But actually I just feel that quite a lot of parents or some parents that I've seen use their child as an accessory. Your child's not an accessory. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your child's, four so why are you carrying your child let the child mm. walk like it's not it's no but it's true do you know what i mean it's it's, it's not your latest milk it's not your latest mulberry handbag like put down yeah, put down your yeah. child and yeah. i just feel that people do use their child as an accessory or or or, or a tool mm. in order to get the likes in order yeah, to yeah. so that that i i can't I'm just trying to work that out in my head because yeah. to me that doesn't make sense. Like I get if you want to post your child 100, percent that's your that's your Instagram, right? And actually, you know what? I never breed up the person so they can do whatever the hell they want with their pitney. <laughs> but for me personally, I want to be creating a social media page for my child mm-hmm. and dressing up my child. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I get no, I don't get it. That's just it's, not. That's just not. It's a fine, fine line. Like the internet has got so many weirdos, paedophiles. There are pages dedicated to mixed kids. There's pages dedicated to Blasian kids. There's pages dedicated to chocolate babies. Like it's who is looking at these profiles? What like what to to me, your child has not consented 
to have their everything online. And it's a fine line between you posting a picture of your kid on your Instagram and this is my baby. I have no issues with that. It's a personal choice. But I think you have to, you're playing a very dangerous game if you're using your child. Because obviously, what do you want? You want endorsements, right? You want people to pay for you to come to a restaurant for free and you get the PR trips because you're with the baby and free clothes. So the, the, the child stops being your child and starts becoming a cash cow. And an object. And an object, 100%. yeah. Yeah. So what what like when when does that child get the chance to say no? What if they get to like 10 or 11 and they say, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be on Instagram. Yeah. Because they're getting to that p- point now where their friends have seen it or their friends' mums have seen it. You know, imagine you're going to school and like your friend's mum has seen you like, I don't know, vomit all over your clothes because you were sick. Mm. And your mum thought, oh, look at my baby. Poor baby, she's sick. What? Why does everyone else in the whole world need to know what's going on inside your house? Like you need to be, I think people just need to use a bit of discernment. Like it's be careful yeah. because- there are a lot of pedophiles out there who yeah, no, you don't absolutely. know what they're doing with your pictures. I mean, I've seen yeah. people like post pictures of the of kids that are not their kids, but not even captioned to say like this is not my kid. And then people commenting underneath, "Oh, your daughter's so cute. Your daughter's that's weird." It's just like it's not my child. Do you know that's what I mean? It's not even your child. You didn't even say like <laughs> it's not even your child. That's not my yeah, child. this is someone you've just yeah. put the picture up. Yeah, and so everyone's assuming that's your baby and it's not yeah. so yeah. why would you no why would you do that yeah no why I would agree. You do that? social media is full of there's some strange strange fish out there and you know what i don't think i will ever like me personally i mean whoever if there's any of our listeners who know people or any of our listeners that do that if that's brilliant like you do what you need to do because yeah. actually at the end of the day that's your child i just think me personally i don't know if I would do that on social media. But this is another question. Would it be different if I was to have a child, right? Let's say, for mm. example, you're posting your child on social media. Yeah. But I, and, but I allow my child to do modelling. Is that is that, mm. is that is there a difference? Am I still using my child as, a, um, as an object to get cash or money it, or endorsements? Yeah. Like, what is the difference? I think with social media, like... I think with modeling, like if the child is doing campaigns for like, I don't know, Burberry or next, next is the, next is the king of like having children. Like they always have the cutest kids doing their campaigns, but say they're doing a campaign for next and the money is, if for me, if the money is going into a bank account for my child to use later and it's just a season, like they're doing one set of pictures and they're modeling some spring, summer and it's done. I'm not really going to care because those pictures are going to be gone at some point. I think with social media, what it is, is, and that's what it is on a next website. Nobody can comment on my child. They're not really, they're there to look for the clothes. They're not there to look at my kid on a profile. You're telling everybody to look at your child. And therefore I've seen like really horrible things said about people's kids. Like Mm. your kid's too fat. You need to stop feeding them too much food or her edges are, why are you putting their ponytail so tight? Her edges are going to fall out. Like you give people poetic. The permission. Yeah, to start speaking about Yeah, you give people the mission, yeah. And it's weird. Like, all the... Okay, you get 17,000 likes on your child's picture. What does that even mean? Like, is that 17,000 mm. pounds? No. So, for me... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not, is it? Like, it's not 17,000 pounds. It's a couple of likes. Like, yeah. it's just... Yeah. I find it... Like, yeah, I think... If someone approached me and said, oh, we wouldn't mind your child doing modelling, if I know that I can put that money to good use like put it in their Mm. bank account 
And I know that it's not going on a platform where people are going to comment or do weird things. It's fine because yeah. the child is there primarily to sell clothes. They're not there to sell their face. Whereas what yeah. you're doing is selling your child's face and saying, oh, my child's cute or my child spit up on themselves. Ooh, exciting. And have people comment like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's just it's a very fine line. But I, I'm not opposed to modelling. I'm opposed yeah, to, to it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> to not opposed to it. Before, yeah, before Instagram, I mean, people were doing it anyway. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, we were kids and I remember my mum was approached about it, like me and my sister doing it. And she, she said, no. I'm like, you have money we could have got. But she never said yes, which was a bit annoying. <laughs> but yeah, we were approached as, as kids to do it because like, yeah, yeah why not? But that money could have gone to good use, but there was no social media. So those pictures mm. would have been long gone. But yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a it's a it's a funny one. Yeah, it's a no funny judgment, one, isn't it? no shade. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Soz. Soz. So I know it. we were sp- so we were kind of spoken about like you know children being the, uh, the accessory and like, like the yeah. different pressures and stuff. Um, and I have a thing around um, that I want to get your view around you know yeah. child etiquette. So I'm I'm a believer. Like you know what I do love kids. For our listeners, I do love kids. You see me with my godson, my nieces, my nephews, all different baby. I just I, I love I love them. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I love them a lot because I can give them back versus <laughs> if I have my own. Return to I'm sender. stuck with my return to sender, please. If I'm stuck with my own, I'm stuck with that child. For the yeah. rest of my life. And I think it would be beautiful because, as you said, like, you know what, like bringing a child into or just creating life is the most, po- probably the best thing a person could do, or whatever, do, right? Yeah. And it's just lovely. But I do have a thing about sometimes when people have kids and they can't manage their children mm-hmm. and their children is managing them and hey no etiquette and I don't know if it's because I'm quite old school and I know I might need to change with the times but you know just to give a bit of context I grew up in a household where well my dad well my dad was living with us children should mm-hmm. be seen and not heard my mom was just like no 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 kids need to be kids so mm-hmm. if you believe in that you need to come out my life my yard should She's be left holding. right yeah. She's just holding straight Jamaican woman Dolores Lindsay big up my queen um <laughs> But I do feel that parenting is now a partnership. That, mm. And I don't understand that because for me, I'm the parent, you're the child. Yeah. I get that. We can have a conversation. You can get frustrated, but we have a conversation, but not being funny. I'm going to teach you about etiquette. I'm going to teach you about social responsibility, mm-hmm. social behaviour. But these times there are some children out there ain't got no etiquette. No. None. I think it's like... Oh, it's really weird. I think I t- from when I was teaching, I learned a lot about how parenting styles are very different. Like, obviously, when it's your friends, you don't really have much of an opinion because it's your friends and you don't live with them day day to day. So you just see the kids one off or whatever. But when you teach, you see these kids every day, right? And then you start to think, well, what's going on at home? Why are you behaving in this way? And when you have conversations with parents, it's so illuminating to how mm. they, how, like, I've had parents where you call them up, like, your child is proper i can think of one in particular like her child was bad like there was just no yeah her child was bad like i could not get my i just i didn't even like the child but you know you persevere because like come on like every child matters you're getting your paycheck at the end of the day so you have to so you, you don't give up on that child but she was really really bad and the joke of it is when the mum would come to parents evening the mum would say everything that you want to hear I'm going to mm. make sure she does her homework. I'm going to make sure, why are you not doing this? Blah, blah, blah. 
But you're obviously not, are you? Because when I'm calling you to tell you that, you know, your daughter's done this, it's just another sign, another whatever. But what's going on? Like, your, your child is... I think sometimes when children misbehave or they do certain things, and it's just from my experience of teaching, it's, it's a cry for attention. A lot of the time, it's uh, to do with um, upset at home. Mm. So sometimes it can it can be like... Um, mum's got a new boyfriend or dad's got a new girlfriend someone split up or new sibling has come to the house and you're not happy about it or yeah mum and dad are arguing they're going to get a divorce they're all quite negative things but they have such a massive impact on the children and then you have also this thing of like partnership which sometimes comes out of guilt so you have children that are badly behaved mum dad don't know how to deal with it so they they give gifts they give presents, they spoil the child instead of actually giving them what the child wants, which might be like, I actually want you to sit down with me. I actually want you to look at my homework. I actually want you to ask me about how my day was. And it's sometimes it's not a parent's fault. They're working, they might be working mad hours and they're not it's home. time, yeah. Time, they don't have it. But I would say that it is really important. And it's again, it's from a teacher's point of view, just to make that five, 10 minutes for your child and like you're saying about etiquette about being the parent kids like structure as much as as much as people want to say i want my child to be free like they can do they like structure because the the thing is if you don't give them boundaries that's when they start going out of control like your child needs yeah, to know and running feral yeah <laughs> yeah literally it's true running the streets it's true running the streets it's what's gonna happen like of course yeah. like okay if my mum doesn't care if I'm out to 11 o'clock and I'm 15 okay 11 o'clock now I'm an adult is not late but 11 o'clock for a 15 year old what are you doing on the streets at 11 o'clock yeah yeah I would never dare be out of my house at 15 even if I came home at six I was like that feels late let me get into my house now but I had people Mm. in my class who were out late like they were doing whatever they wanted so Mm. Where is the boundary? Is that that now the child doesn't respect you as an adult or are you the adult don't care about the kid? Which one is mm. it? But you got to yeah. start them from young because when you're giving your child whatever you want, I don't know if you've seen them programs about kids that don't eat uh, vegetables or they're fussy eaters. And, you know, there was one... I don't really understand that, you know. I don't, it's madness. I don't it. It's madness. You're going to eat what I eat or you're going to starve. Exactly, or you're going to starve. And the reality yeah. of it is you do the protest of the parent. Don't let the child manage you. So this goes back to my it's point. Awful, Children yeah. are managing their parents because I'm a fussy <laughs> eater. You don't eat that, but you never tried it. But you're going to sit up there and have that conversation and partner yeah. with your child. Not being funny, darling, but I what I've just bought, like I have £10 in my bank account. You best mm-hmm. make sure you're eating what I put in front of yeah. you. Or if not, you go to bed like hungry. It's not an issue. So That's I don't understand I how they're trying to really trying to facilitate some sort of conversation. Like yeah. it's a marriage. It's not a marriage. You're their parent. And again, some listeners might feel that I'm bang out of order, but I know that if I have a child or when I do have my child, my child mm. is not going to be running game with me because they don't pay the bills and they don't feed themselves. I feed yeah. them. Yeah, and if you, I could go to my mum and tell her to my mum, mum, what's this corned beef and rice? Is it peasant food? Oh my god, we had to eat. I about I thought it. Yeah, I about I thought it. I dare yeah. not say it. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine why am I eating this? I don't want to eat this. this is peasant food. Mum would have licked me down. Yeah. She would have. She would have told me about myself. So I do think that I agree with you in terms of like you know what? It's not. 
there needs to be some sort of structure. I think yeah, you need yeah. to lay the boundaries. Actually, you know what? I am the parent. You're the child. We can have a conversation and talk about how you feel because mm. that's really important. Um, but I don't feel that you should be laid down and be submissive. But I, but I say that. But on the flip side, some parents are tired. And I understand yeah. that actually, you know what? Time, like mum worked two jobs. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she didn't have time to do my homework. I mean, I used to yeah. say to her like, yeah, yeah, I've done my homework. Never just do it. Did she, did she used to sign my homework book? No. Yeah. I used to forge her signature yeah. and take her to school. Yeah. A, because I just couldn't be bothered for her looking, but B, she didn't have the time to. Do you know she what I mean? So I was just like, yeah. Dolores says, if you're listening, sorry, I forged your signature on my homework diary. <laughs> um, but I get it. Like, you know, sometimes they might not necessarily be able to do that because A, they're tired and, and B, they don't necessarily have the time. But yeah. I think what you said is really important. Like if you give the five, 10 minutes, yeah. that will mean the world to that child and that's coming from someone who needed that yeah when they were younger 100 percent. it makes such a difference i think it's just that just that reminder that you're cared for not saying saying you don't care you're working loads of jobs that's not what it is it's just that that 10 minutes even if it's just like at the end of the day just saying like how was how was school today like yeah you know how are your teachers going or okay maybe i can't come to this parents evening but I'll make sure I'll come to your school co- concert. You have to make some sacrifices in time because if you were to drop down dead tomorrow, your employer don't care. Yeah, no, very true, very true. So, yeah, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine, fine, fine line. And I'm not trying to be hypocritical because I understand that it is difficult, but it's just coming from the viewpoint of having works with children that, to see what impacts them the most. And it is that lack of just it's not that you don't care it's just that you don't have time to do it or something else is taking your focus off your kids like your yeah. new man which i yeah. see quite a lot mum's got yeah. a new man yeah kids they're just not getting no attention like yeah. give them your focus because blink and you miss it like you're saying we're adults now and like those times when your mum's working one two three jobs you know some things they miss without them realizing you know and yeah. Even though when you're when you're a kid, it, it's, it's a big deal if your mum can't come to parents' evening because they're working. You do feel it, like you know they they can't come, and you're just Agreed. like, oh, and you're just like, yeah, I'm doing well in school, but and you obviously be nice if enough to did. say, yeah, yeah, exactly. like mum can yeah. Yeah, or got the certificate. So I know it's complex, so I can't judge anybody, and I'm not in those shoes yet. But I just think just try and make the time. Yeah, it makes yeah such a difference and also will affect your child's behavior because then they won't be doing foolishness um up and down in these streets or in people's houses <laughs> boy um, i've got <laughs> stories to tell for days honestly okay do you want to share a story oh god i feel like I, I, it's really hard to tell stories about telling because obviously it's kids that i've worked with i okay. just remember yeah. like i remember one kid and he I think possibly had ADHD or something so it was on the spectrum for something. And cause he was the kind of student where when you taught him, he just would just be doodling. Like he's, he's listening to you, but he's just drawing amazing drawer, but just drawing all over the paper, drawing all over everything, never doing any p- tasks that you want him to do. And one day he just, he just picked up a pair of scissors from my cupboard and was going to, cut like yeah like stab a boy with them in my class because the boy had basically said something that whatever had upset him or whatever but the way oh. he calmly 
got up from his chair because I was helping someone else in the room. <laughs> but you know, like I got eyes in the back of my head, so I can see a shadow going towards my cupboard, and they know don't go to Mrs. Cupboard, like you're not allowed yeah. in there. And he Mad just casually point. went and picked up the scissors, came back and was like, What the did you say? With the scissors up in the boy's face. I had to just be like, okay, do you know what? Okay. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> we, we, we got to go now. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, he gave me the scissors very calmly. And then was like, I'm going to go see my mentor and bopped out my glass. Winning. And I'm just like. Did that just happen? Did that just happen? And like a lot of the times <laughs> it does tell you, miss, I'm in anger management. I'm in anger management. You're 12. Why yeah, are you in anger? Yeah. No, we just tell you I'm in anger management classes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's madness. Like, or like just doing things like ripping up people's work. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get my head yeah, around it. I couldn't know, get my head around it. You know what? I think that reminds me, um, that, <laughs> that child reminds me of me. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I think I was just very misunderstood. I mean, I'm all up on here talking about child etiquette, you know, but these times there in my primary school, people were looking at me like, what is wrong with him? Like, he clearly has something wrong. 100%, I was a bit wild. I was yeah. very, very energetic. I remember um, I had a fight with a boy. Um, I'm not going to name names because he might be on my Instagram. <laughs> but basically, I beat him up with a Bible. Oh my god, what? I beat him up the back. He was annoying me literally. He was a bully. Now I say he was a bully. He was just irritating. And I don't know what happened. I lost it. We were near the reading area. I remember it was year six at the top of the school. And the biggest book I could find was that Bible. And you know, do you remember like the holy bible? Like yeah. the small, the old, the one with the yellow, yeah. the yellow front, and it had, yeah. I just dragged down the Bible. I gave him some licks up, mad. I beat him up with the Bible, 100 percent God. And then ran back to my desk, and he's there screaming, Miss, Mr. Soa, you were hit with the Bible. I'm decent there <laughs> in my seat, you know. I was like, Sir, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, Kieran's a bit of a drama queen. Mad got away with it. Yeah, I beat him up with the Bible. Like, that's anger oh management. I had to. Okay. It's better to say, I'm, I'm now, I'm, I'm, I'm better now. I'm a better person now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're in school now, we definitely put you on like a register. Be like, yeah. <laughs> there's like a special register. For kids, so certain you you get your you get your normal register, and then they give you the second yeah. sheet. But you know what? Going back to what you were saying around, like, yeah. you know what, like kids potentially have behaviour issues. Is that because there's something that's happening at home? And I think at yeah. the time, I think there was a lot of stuff that was happening at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think at the time, like, I think my sister was diagnosed with like bipolar, mm-hmm. and like it was very much. This was like what? How long ago was this? It's like. 20, 22, 23 years ago. So there was a lot of stigma. It was very much of the unknown. I think mum was trying to hold it down and there was just no one there. So I think I was just going through my own like internal turmoil and I decided to take it out on Kieran. Although he deserved it. I'll tell you that for free. (laughs) No, he deserved it. Sorry. (laughs) Oh God, I said his name, Matt. (laughs) Uh, You know what, Kieran, I love you. It's fine now. (laughs) I love you. Uh, I didn't do any of that, but I definitely... um... I think I was okay. I was okay. Like I was fairly well. I think I was fairly well behaved. But I think um, I definitely some at some points I became very more introverted. So yeah. like got very. I think I when the things are going a bit he- hectic, I just go into myself. Like I don't yeah. go out. But yeah. then like equally when I think back of when we were in school, secondary school, like some things that some girls did, 
And I think at the time you're like, oh, that girl's crazy or what's going... But then you think, damn, that's like serious mm-hmm. stuff like people were mm-hmm. going through. And then mm-hmm. it's like people's parents were just not... It sounds like I'm doing parent bashing, but, you know, I, I read a book that's called um, Born to Love, which I really recommend. It's about empathy and how children learn it and how you learn it as, as when you become an adult. So it says things like the first people you learn to lie from are from your parents, um, because you don't learn outside of your house. You learn from your your parents and you learn empathy from your parents as well. But it's the, those are the, the, your parents are your first introduction to love and to how to, to be respectful like you're saying so if you don't have that the boundaries and you don't teach the etiquette where are they supposed to learn it from like they're not gonna like we say like you know when when especially with like black boys and they say like they're getting gangs and they do all this stuff okay yeah the streets the big the, the older guys yeah they influence them to a degree that's very very true but that fine line between them deciding what is right and what is wrong mm. comes from home like they, mm-hmm. them deciding to make that decision comes from home no matter what you still have the choice to say no if you don't want to do something mm. Mm. so I do just think it's important it's important and I think it takes us on to a point about metamorphosis about change you changing as a yeah. as a person when you become a parent um yeah. you know we all have yeah. demons yeah we all have them and I think I think that um I, d- I mean I'm not I'm not a parent um mm. but I can only imagine the change that you know both man and woman needs to do for themselves in themselves mm. when you have another person that you're responsible for yeah. um and the change is probably massive like you know all uh, I, I, I've, I've some of my guy friends I've had my, one of my guy friends said to me he's like you would normally I don't really fear anything when mm. I'm you know like yeah fair enough everyone's a bit scared of dying but I don't really fear anything but he was like when I was a, when I became a dad I was fearful that's the one because actually I'm fearful of I'm responsible for that small child. So he was like, that's when I really understood fear. So I, you've got that aspect. I think, you know, you can be, you're, you're tired. You can go through depression. So, you know, mm. postnatal depression. Yeah. Like, you know, it is, as we know, it affects women, but equally men at the same time. Mm-hmm. Men can feel that they're not being, um, you know, they're not being the ma- quite emasculated to a particular degree. Yeah, yeah. And forgotten about um, as well. And forgotten about, mm. um, and you know, it's that that's that's a lot for an individual to have to go through. So you change within yourself, and equally mm. you change. You know, you, I think your friendships or elements of your friendships, and equally the relationship you have with your partner will change. Yeah. Uh, also, um, and that's probably quite hard. I think it is quite hard. I think, but I think that that is also something that you have to accept as part of maturing as a person because you can't you, there's some elements of yourself that you can you don't have to change you know that you, you don't yeah. have to lose your joy de vivre and, and enjoy life no one's saying you have to suddenly yeah. become like locked in the house of a baby all day and never and never go out again I think that's the wrong attitude to have but I do think there are certain elements that you need to look at because you have this small person to look after and if you don't change your mindset about certain things as in like I think it is I think it is important to be fearful because actually everything you do affects this person they have no when they're born they haven't got any say they can't speak all they can do is cry so you have to make sure that every waking hour is dedicated to looking after this little person so they're okay and that's not your opportunity to be like oh well okay 
they're sleeping now. So, babes, you got this. I'm going to the pub. See you later. No, because like you, you as a as a dad, you need to be there. Like you need to actually like they want to return it to the sender. That's return the, the sender. Why. <laughs> That's why. I mean, I just I really feel like I don't know if you did it in your in your school, but we had to do the baby thing where you have the baby for 24 hours and you look after screaming baby. I think it's to deter yeah. us black girls from Brixton from yeah. getting pregnant at a young age. <laughs> Lambeth Council, I'm looking at you. Um <laughs> <laughs> no judgment in here bloody hell so we had to have these babies for 24 hours um and to, to prepare you so the baby cries and does all these different things but i think they need to do that for adults i actually think there needs to be like a course before you become a parent like even if you're in a long-term relationship if you're married or whatever and you have this screaming baby in your house for 24 hours to prepare you so that you're prepared for the metamorphosis because mm. when you're operating on three hours sleep mm-hmm. like you're not going to be functioning in the right way. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to be like, so yeah. there's a lot of, I don't say growing up, but I think as we're in our thirties, so, you know, it's, it's slightly different, Yeah, but I just think be prepared for things to change. Even with friends, mm. be prepared for things to change. Like mm. it's not the same, you know, some of us can't go to wineries and enjoy ourselves, you know, mm. because we can't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right it's all right it's all it's right okay but right. the time will come when i can go out exactly again. but yeah like you can't like you can't live your life in the same way basically yeah. you have to accept it because you've made a decision or accidentally sometimes things happen to become a mm. parent you still made a choice mm. to bring life into the world so just roll with the changes except some things won't be the same, but also equally some new positive changes are coming. Like, yeah. you know, it's a new life and... Yeah. Positive, I think. And is that like kind of like, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. But I think that, yeah, I think, you know, when I was younger, I was, as I said, really accepting myself to be a dad. Da, 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 yeah. But again, I think I just need to just roll with my journey and like actually not yeah. feel when it's right, it will feel right. It will that, be right. And, and, 100%. and it will happen. Um, exactly. I still stand by my point. It was when I have a child, my child will not be managing me. I'm sorry. They're not going to be managing me. Um, and child ticket is super important. So everyone just it needs is. to make sure that you have your children under control. It's not true, nobody, Latoya. Nobody likes a brat. So, you know. true. Because there's times that I go to school, when I'm going to go to school, when I'm going to work, right, and I see some of these parents, I used to go to my, high, my pri- old primary schools at the end of my road. So when I'm going to work, jumping on the train, I see these parents, they've got the school bags on their back, they've got free ki- children, and they're carrying free scooters. What's your child doing? They're walking. No, no. Why are you letting the child manage you? Put the child on the scooter <laughs> or tell them, you have scoot the scooter to school, you leave the scooter at home. Like, what is it? But I'm not going to be out here looking like a pack horse, looking like a shire horse from Lord of the Rings, carrying your shit. No, come on. No. I'm really <laughs> passionate, guys, obviously, as you can tell. Lord of the Rings. As you can tell. <laughs> true. You know what I mean? It's true. Come through Frodo. Like carrying come everything. Frodo Baggins. Frodo Baggins, you know, trying to deliver the scooter to Princess Federica um, CFV Primary School. Absolutely not. No. Get on the scooter or leave it at home. But no, I agree. I, I I feel my again my takeaway or my my wrap up <laughs> points is child etiquette is real. People make sure you like get your child together, but then equally don't feel pressured to 
you know, as I said, like, oh my God, why is it, why am I not pregnant or why yeah, am yeah, I yeah. not having a child? Yeah. It will happen. It will absolutely yeah. happen. It absolutely happen this video. And if it doesn't, it's fine yeah. you're fucking fabulous. Exactly. It doesn't, and there's so, so many ways that you can, you can love children. They don't have to be your own. Like that's also a hundred percent to say. And just 100%. if anyone has any questions for your vagina, tell them mm-hmm. to send you a letter in seven business working days. Um, and so you can fully come back to them about your schedule and when they are invited to the meeting of you fucking your partner so they can find Mad. out when you'll get pregnant because yeah. it's nobody's business. So do <laughs> things in your own time. Okay. That's, that's important. That's my takeaway. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so guys, I hope you've enjoyed our episode. Not too political and definitely not, not too correct. Too correct. Um, <laughs> Hope you haven't offended anyone, but hey, you can send your 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 um queries or whatever. Send your queries, send your send yeah. your insights, send your send your opinions. If you want to join the conversation, go ahead. Exactly. Contact at snatchpodcast.com and we'll um we'll see you on the next episode at some point yeah. in the future. So thanks for listening and adios. See, see you later. later. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye.